have a a fantasy from when I was probably about eight. My plan was to build a ginormous farmhouse that would be so huge it would save all the dogs that needed homes. Okay, well, this is quite funny because I think we did, we, I may have mentioned this in the previous podcast, but when I lived in Greece as a child around age seven, I promised myself that when I grew up, I would go back to Greece and I would save all the cats. <laughs> See? <laughs> we have that. That's why we get, that's why we're so connected. Yeah. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey everyone, I'm doing something special in 2018. 18 episodes featuring people who are standing up for something, for a cause, for a purpose, and out there, you know, hitting the pavement, using their voice, whatever it is, to help others or help other beings or help our earth or whatever that particular focus is for them. So if you know somebody standing up for a cause, have them contact me, janeiclisteningparticles.com, so we can have a conversation and I can shine a light on what they're doing. In this episode, I'm talking with Sandra Jensen. She was back on the show in episode 46. She's a writer and an amazing helper of saving animals from Bosnia. She has a great story of what actually sort of led her down this road of creating a website and eventually a Facebook page that's helped get over 500 dogs and other animals out of Bosnia into safe forever homes. It's a compelling story, a little bit sad at times, but it will definitely inspire you. Here's Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Well, or I should say, welcome back to Glistening Particles. Yeah. Hi. How wonderful to be back and to hear your voice again. It's oh, just same great. here. Same here. I, mm. I've missed you, but I love that we've kind of kept in touch here and there through yeah. different mediums. Oh, it's very nice. much so. Yeah, no, I feel, and actually, I feel in touch with you, even without those sort of social media mediums. I just feel deeply connected. It was such a wonderful um, talk that we had, and I could—I don't know—just through the uh, sort of vibrations of your voice, I felt really, yeah, a real friendship there. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say! And and I feel the mm. same. In fact, it's part of the gift of doing these episodes. Is I I do feel like I build such a connection with each guest. You know, it's been you do about yeah. seventy five now, and every one of them, I feel like now permanently we have a tether, <laughs> like, like a the silver cord, like through the universe that's keeping us together. Yeah, and, well, you definitely have that gift. You, know, you do have that. Well, thank you. I think it's a two way street. Yeah. Two way street mm. there. Mm. So um, today we're talking about something new. Um, you're here to talk about your work with saving the animals, the dogs specifically, right? 
Well, it's actually dogs and cats, okay. um, but the dogs somehow take prominence because, well, it's it's easier to save dogs than it is to save cats. Well, there, there are other reasons too, I think, okay. and we can talk about that. But yeah, mostly dogs and cats from Bosnia. From Bosnia. And we yes. touched a little bit on that on your first episode about how you kind of got into that. But to catch everybody up, tell, let's talk about that. How did that begin? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was, um, I can't remember how it actually happened. But, you know, as one does, I was uh, just uh, on the Internet. And I mean, I've always loved animals. I have a, a rescue cat. And um, but, I, you know, I was never an animal activist. I never, never even really touched on the world of rescue. But I came, I stumbled across a video of a dog that had been tortured in Bosnia. Um, right. And. I mean, I I won't go into a lot of detail, but basically some kids had taped a firecracker to its mouth. And the the video was of the dog was still alive. And it was so, when you know, I was so traumatized from watching this thing. I mean, so in such a great deal of pain. I mean, I just, I think I was crying every day for about two weeks. I mean, the dog, the dog was dead. The dog was euthanized. Um, but I just felt hopeless and helpless. And I thought, I can't carry on like this. It's not helping the dog. You know, the dog is no longer here in, in a living body and it's not helping me. So I need to find another way to be with this. And I know how to throw up a, a website and do things like that. So, and I'm connected on Facebook. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll put up a, just a little blog, and I'll I'll see if I can do a bit of fundraising for the rescuers who were who were involved in actually getting this dog away into a vet, and that's where it began. That was in 2012, um, and it it sort of just exploded from there. I got connected on Facebook, which is where most, if not all, of the rescuers in Bosnia do their work, um, and. Uh, it, it just one thing led to another. Uh, I mean, synchronistically, I had two of the short stories I'd written prior to that time was were had Bosnian themes. Oh. I'd never been been never been to Bosnia. I mean, really? I lived in, no, I mean, I'd lived in Greece as, as a child, and there is some sort of similarities there with that part of the world. But so I guess I don't know. Maybe some sort of weird past life. I have no idea. Oh uh, I love gosh. the music. I love the Balkan music. So maybe there was just something or it was just a, a random chance that brought me to Bosnia. I mean, I subsequently found out that um, of most of the countries in the world, uh, uh, in terms of reports to international animal welfare groups, Bosnia has some of the highest reports of torture, of real, really not just you know, packs of starving dogs and general mistreatment, but 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 really horrific um, things. I mean, it happens all over the world, of course, in all kinds of countries, England, the States, but, but Bosnia has a very, very high number of these. So that I didn't know um, and found out later. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's how it started. And then, then I started a little Facebook. I set up another website for fundraising. I started a Facebook group, a Facebook page, and... Where are we now, 2018? And I would say since then, not not all directly due to me, but but through sort of the umbrella of a small organization that I created, we've we've rehomed we've homed about 
uh, five to six hundred animals outside of Bosnia since then, mostly dogs, but but many cats as well, and raised hundreds of thousands of euros for food, for veterinary um, uh, costs, uh, transport. Um, yeah, so, so so that's that's incredible. <laughs> that's that's, that's to- a potted history. That's a quite quite a story, and. I'm still stuck back with that dog. I mean, like, I yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I have a, I get really, like, I can totally feel it. Like, I'm feeling it, and I can't let it go, yeah. so I'm trying to well, shake yeah. it off. His name was, so his name was Vucho, which means wolf. Um, that's the name the rescuers gave him, and he was a beautiful German shepherd dog, oh. uh, and, and a stray. There are, there are thousands of strays in Bosnia. Uh, and yeah, I'm a town in northern Bosnia, and yeah. Why is that okay days. there? Why is there so much of that there? Like, what? What? Do well, you think? I think the reasons are complex. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think there are probably a number of reasons. I I know in the in you know in the war, obviously. I mean, what I find, and when I, I did actually visit Bosnia, and what I found so amazing uh, was that the strays are not, you go to India, the strays all look sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the same kind of physique and so on. But in Bosnia, they're like, many of them are seem purebreds. You know, you have German shepherds, you have little toy, you, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things. And, and a lot of mixed breeds too. But I, th- I think a lot of them were basically abandoned during the war. Okay. Um, I mean, it's the devastation that happened there that is that you know this the country still hasn't recovered from so i mm-hmm. think a lot of them were abandoned during the war so that's probably the reason why there are so many beautiful sort of purebred type uh, dogs that are on the mm-hmm. streets in terms of why it's still going on um and why perhaps it was a problem before then i don't know i mean i think there's there's a huge amount of poverty and an un- unemployment in Bosnia. I mean, the unemployment is one of the highest in the world. Um, so people are suffering. I mean, when I, I when I visited and I, I stayed with some of the rescuers that I work with, I mean, they were living in, in places that would be considered unlivable, you know, sort of holes in the roof and having mm-hmm. to – not all of them, of course, but but many of them. And, and you know, the, the average, uh, you know, salary is around 150 euros, which is what, about $180, I think, a month. And uh, that's not, you can't live on that. To just get a driving license, you need nearly three times that amount to, to get a visa to, oh, to travel wow. out of the country. And yet there's also quite a high level of education. So you get these young educated women for the most part of the rescuers who who have no hope it's hopeless and so I, who knows what it is for the rest of the population there's there's and decades of war i mean not just the recent war um and some i mean there are some cultures that have a antagonism towards animals they they view them as uh, in general i'm not talking about everybody but in general you know this in general i know the stray dogs are considered you know like rats they mm-hmm. vermin people are afraid of them which is understandable because there's so many of them on the streets mm-hmm. um uh, and and they just they 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 hire hunters to go and shoot them is what they do or they do mm-hmm. horrible things to them and there's also through the ex- extraordinary efforts of of rescuers, there is actually an incredible animal welfare law in the country, but it's not adhered to. And 
things like animal shelter, public animal shelters, are actually used for money laundering. Oh, it's, so there is there is money. There's, there's corruption almost at every level in right. Bosnia. Uh, so you know there is money. You know, in, in by law, dogs are supposed to be be taken off the streets, humanely housed, humanely fed, taken care right. of. But any money that's put aside that is, in, you know, in theory, for a dog that's taken off the street gets gets pocketed. Oh. So it's it's. It's really a, a seemingly intractable system, um, and people are treated badly. People don't have, you know, healthcare or, or, or good help. So it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that that really justifies just considering animals as less than you. Um, well, I think so. You know, part of doing yeah. this show is um, the reason I do this is so that I can understand, you know, a mm. broader view of the world, a broader view of people and humanity and hmm. all the things going on. So that's why I'm not trying to come from a place of judging it. I can't even imagine living in those conditions, hmm. but I still can't like consciously understand how how those conditions would lead to torture. You know what I mean? I can understand how I know. that may be that they eat the dogs. I'm not saying that I would, but that might be, you know, because there's no food. But Sure. But no, I, even like a, even if there was a rat running through my house, I wouldn't intentionally like torture I it i might want I it out you know yeah um so it's hard for me well, to really get wrap my head around that but i i, guess, I mean i think yeah. that's probably where you you know you, it's probably different kinds of guests you need to <laughs> help us understand the right. human psyche yeah, and, and yeah, what yeah. would lead us to doing that i mean i right. think there has to be something in the way we're brought up, you yeah. know, what do, what do, do we consider nature to be something that's vibrant and alive and nurturing and part of who we are and therefore the animals as well? Right. Um, I think there are not, you know, there's some cultures that, that, that have a very different approach and right. belief system. And I think actually in the West in general, we don't. And it's right. sort of, people like you who are unusual in fact um oh i don't there is as as, well yeah i mean i mean you know in i mean in in the states is also this this, there are you know the situation with strays is is really bad and you know there's kill shelters that are appalling and i mean one of my my best friend has a rescue dog from the states and she's in the states and you know she's seen some really terrible things so i think it does it does true. exist everywhere. And here in England, I occasionally hear of really just horrific stories. But why Bosnia and the Balkans, actually, Serbia as well, and other Balkan countries have such a prevalent disposition towards. Is it I animals suppose, overall or dogs specifically? Dogs specifically? I would say animals overall. There are okay. bears kept in captivity that are, you know. Really shouldn't be, and it's all illegal. Wolves as well, right. who caught and kept. And I tried to rescue a wolf once. I was a complete debacle. Um, it's, you know, crammed into tiny cages. Right. It's it's animals in general. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think. I mean, I've always had this huge, huge heart for animals. I have a dog and a cat mm. right now. Typically, always have some pets in our house that are part of our family, and. Um, I was happy to see my son, older son, um, adopt two rescue dogs. Oh, fantastic! And my brother just adopted a rescue dog from Houston with the when the um, the hurricane came through. There were all these animals. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. I see that all around me, 
Yet I just, so I see the good. I see the good and all these people helping, but it's hard to, like, I always wanted, as, as long as I can remember, like I have a, a fantasy from when I was probably about eight. My plan was to build a ginormous farmhouse that would be so huge it would save all the dogs that needed homes. Okay, well, this is quite funny because I think we did, we, I may have mentioned this in the previous podcast, but when I lived in Greece as a child around age seven, I promised myself that when I grew up, I would go back to Greece and I would save all the cats. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, we have that. That's why we get, that's why we're so connected. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't actually, I've just recently saved three cats from, from Greece for the recent trip. And, and that was another story. But how do you get the dogs out of Bosnia to places? What's the process? Well, it's a bit complicated, but it's, there are a number of transport companies and often they started by people who were involved in rescue um so overland basically overland across the border i mean the various procedures you know pet passports and vaccinations and so on and then across the border and then then from so it's overland to europe um you can't fly them it's too expensive and mm. into england in, in england it's prohibitive but overland to germany and other parts of europe and we have flown from sarajevo several dogs to the states as mm. well which is actually costs believe it or not about the same amount of money as to go overland to germany but so long as you've got somebody traveling with the dog so oh, okay. i've got a wonderful contact who is uh, currently working at the uh, um, uh, an incredible american woman who's working at the embassy in sarajevo and so she's in touch with people who are flying back and forth from bosnia to the oh, states and nice. we've gotten several dogs and she i know she's she's a rescuer herself and mm -hmm. has been doing extraordinary work on the ground there at a public shelter uh, and so she, she has let me know in the past, you know, oh, yeah, I've got a flight, somebody traveling, um, you know, in a month's time. Do you know of anybody? Or, mm. And that's how we do it. And we fundraise for the for the transport costs. Uh, so it's it's now I, I'm not that's quite a I don't like being involved in transport because it's nerve wracking. I'm always worried about the dogs, mm -hmm. you know, the cat, you know, is, are they going to arrive safely? And you know, they, they do. So I know there's there's a few people who who get involved with that and um it's it's actually grown uh, the whole kind of shall we say business of rescue in bosnia has has grown a lot since i started in 2012 mm -hmm. um it in fact it has even become a small economy in bosnia where people have started what they call pensions which are like little kennels where you can place a rescued dog until the transport or a home is found and they charge generally exorbitant costs, but there's not much else we can do. There's mm -hmm. nowhere else to put them. Uh, and more and more transport companies. Often Romania is big in the news in terms of rescue dogs. So there, there, there's quite a lot of transports that go from Romania that also can go via Bosnia or the border. Oh. And it, it takes about three three days or so. And they it's stressful, but they make it. Uh, and, yeah, so do you <laughs> it's, think it's just it, – it's just driving them or flying them. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of lot of coordinating. Do you think? Do it's you ever a lot hear of back? Coordinating. Do you hear back like uh, down the line from people that oh, like, receive the animals? For me, you you mean the, the the people who take them on as who adopt them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that is, I mean, not from all of them, but in a way that's almost a prerequisite mm -hmm. for us when or for any you know for the various groups i'm involved with with where is when we home a dog is that we get updates okay and and actually in my uh 
my Facebook group, which is Animal Welfare Advocates for Bosnia, I try to, other than fundraising or sort of posting up endless desperate animals needing homes, I try to make sure that there's at least a few posts every week of what I call happy pics. So we have, mm. you know, um, this is this dog and how, how is she doing? And, and perhaps also a picture when first rescued so you can see the change because it oh, right. can be, it can be extraordinary and in a way we really need to see those we need to know this the, the good stories to keep going because there, there is something that is sort of donor fatigue you know a rescue fatigue after a while you just feel uh, like giving up you know? right so you have to remind yourself of of really some miracle stories there was one dog who was who was also tortured was found with wired deeply embedded several inches into his neck and into the leg and actually a female dog and the, the leg had to be amputated but the, uh, four years later in England uh, the sweetheart who could barely let a human touch her now is you know curling up on the sofa um, still Aww. you know not 100% okay but when you consider how she was before it's, right. it's miraculous um, and so many stories like that you know just really dogs have come from you would truly think irreparable damage emotional or physical and no they, they do with patience and care they come back and they trust again um, that's the amazing. thing that I think is amazing and I think it's a, an incredible example um, for us as humans as well you know you look you look at um, there was a time when we took in a, a teenager who had been in you know, some pretty rough situation with his mm. family. And I don't think that we were really prepared to handle what he needed, you know, as far as yeah. just our own, you know, being being prepared for that. But mm. I now I see him in the world. And I think that just the seeds we planted, you know, got Absolutely. him to the point where he could trust more. And Absolutely. if I were to do it again, I would do it a hundred times differently, right? Because I learned from it. But yeah, but, but I you think, did enough. You right. did enough to set him on his way. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I think is really important. I think people get, myself included, I get overwhelmed with, and that, and that's kind of why I'm doing this series because I want to find the the thing I'm going to stand up for, my thing I'm going to tack onto mm. because I see all of these things, all of these needs, and I get overwhelmed by it. And I think I don't know enough to do anything at, for any well, of them, you know. I think we talked about that briefly, and you, the question was a good question, is you know that you asked last time. You, so, so what you know, someone comes would like to do something in the animal world, right. know, and it is overwhelming. And one of the main suggestions that I have for everybody who asks that question, or people who come to me feeling desperate, is is focus on a small area. Focus on right. maybe just one animal, one country, one rescuer. Fine. Because if you start, and I've noticed this with people who get connected through Bosnia, through me, they then start finding out what's going on in China and Romania and Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. And they just, it's, 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 it's completely overwhelming. And I, right. myself, do not people do come to me and say hey, you know there's this you know do you know about this that and the other and i go i do but my focus is bosnia because i could not do what i'm doing if i expanded out not as not for myself personally my emotional self right. and, and i exactly. and i don't run a big organization it's a tiny little group of people who have other lives as well so it's not like i've set up this big charity that can also go into other but for somebody like yourself you know mm -hmm. who would have, it's like 
be 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 aware of the, the the ease through social media to get to get diverted down one rabbit hole or the other. Right. And if you find something, some you come across a rescuer on Facebook that you like the look of, and you find a, a good interact. Just stay there. Just right. stay there. <laughs> no, that's so true. You know, I mean, that's totally true. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, like yeah. if. I, I mean, I'm so grateful for the people who dedicate their lives to this work because oh, they, yeah, you know, on it's, the ground it's, especially. It's yeah. so, I mean, commendable and the compassion and the, you know, the dedication. But I also, you know, I'm starting to think and realize, and my, myself included, this is something I need to look at. Like mm-hmm. just even giving five percent of my time or two percent of my time on a consistent would make basis, a massive. If, if everybody did that. Think of that, oh, how that would add oh, up. You it know? would make a massive difference. But it's easier to and put on the shield. Be... You know, it's easier to yes. go, that's just too yeah. much. I can't be like yeah. that. I can't be 100%, so I won't do it at all. Well, it is you know? hard, and it does require repeated uh, reminders. I mean, I have, I do much less work now than I used to because it was too overwhelming. Uh-huh. And, you know, as you know, I have, you know, a chronic health condition and, uh, you know, stress is not good and so on. So I've, I have stepped back a lot. But it's uh, there was something I was going to say, which is it 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 does it's like a practice, like mm-hmm. when you do a meditation practice. It's just a reminder, just this, just here, just now. Oh, right. And and that and that five minutes of maybe sharing on your on your on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, three things or just something like that, making a little comment or uh, that all helps. Right. Um, Bring in awareness. Yeah, just bringing and and just yeah that that just this just here just now because it then, is a rabbit and then, hole and then it is a rabbit hole because because it, it is and I mean I think with social media in particular it right. it is really dangerous and requires considerable attention and awareness to not going down especially if you're a sensitive uh, being who loves animals right. and to know when and you know no I don't you don't actually I don't look at I mean I I. I come across them because unfortunately I can't avoid it sometimes, but I, I, I don't look at the terrible pictures that people send me. I, I, well, I do look at them, but I look at them with a slight distance for the most part. Yeah. I think my experience with Vucho really seeing such really horrific damage done to a dog. Right. I can't say it taught me something, but I realized that in order for me to be of service, I had to grow a bit of a skin with uh, that kind, those kinds of images or videos. So, you know, if somebody says, posts up a video and says, this is terrible, I won't watch it. I mean, I, yeah. I may be, I might go, oh, I know that person. I can put them in touch with somebody mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a point at which I know this, this stuff that happens. Right. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think certain photographs do need to be posted so that people do see and do feel motivated to help, you know, the state and the shelters and so on. But to really take care with yourself because, you know, if you're going to be watching something that just incapacitates you, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help Oh, them. totally. I mean, that's why I totally understand that. That's why I stopped reading mm. the news and watching the news because mm. – I would just get blindsided by, you know, a child abuse story or something like that. Yeah. My entire day, I was completely couldn't do anything, couldn't exactly. function. Like even well, the mean, story of Vutro yeah. was still sitting in my stomach. Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, I need. To. I know, but well, you can do. Well, you just to add to that. I mean, I don't. What you can f- 
I doesn't help me much, but uh-huh. because of him, many, many animals right. have been saved. Right. Um, but the thing that I was going to say was, in a way, my my original purpose in setting up uh, it's actually called In Memory of Vucho. It's 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 a little website and uh-huh. it's a blog that actually one of the rescuers now mostly posts on. But my purpose of on, and that was to not actually go down the rabbit hole. Was was to have a sort of was basically just fundraise and right. and not really deal directly. And that is something that is doable. You know, right. somebody like you or somebody who has a good uh, online presence could set once you've made a just made a decision about I want to help this charity in right. China or whatever. You can, if you have a presence, you can set up a you caring fundraiser or uh-huh. a fundraiser of some kind, and then just send the money on. Right. It's like and not actually, you know, be you can say midst. do send me update. You don't have to be in the midst of it. Right. Um, I think there are other, and there are ways like for example. Uh, so what some people have done is they've set up a little collection box at their local pet store if the uh-huh. pet store owner or the veterinary practice uh, is just saying, I want to raise money for this, you know, Bosnian or, or um, you know, rescuer in Serbia or whatever and have raised money and then send. So there are little ways which which can be done, uh, which which can help. Um, yeah. Some people are, are say, well, I can, you know, I've got a lot of animal fit you know dog beds or whatever i can send that's much and that's actually sort of counterproductive in the long run because it costs too much but there are are other ways and and i think the one of the things to look into yourself is what 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 can you do that is also it's not going to be debilitating for you Mm -hmm. but at the same time hopelessness and feeling like feeling helpless is not helpful i know (laughs) because there is something you can do you know i think that Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, just to, to take a look sort of uh, with curiosity and with, um, yeah, well, it's, it's to maybe there's some, maybe I can, you know, if you're a designer, design a, a, a greeting card or a calendar. Or, you know, it's to, to sort of approach it with creativity and curiosity as to what mm-hmm. you might be able to do. And look at our gifts. I think everybody should look at what their gifts are that they really can bring to it. And know That's their good. weaknesses, I guess. So for me, and I don't know if it's a weakness or not, but my my compassion is too big that it actually debilitates me. So exactly. if I can bring exactly. my voice to it instead, and I can bring shine light on it, and then what people are doing to help. That's well, exactly. You doing these gift. podcasts is amazing. Right. I mean, this is going to help. I can guarantee you, podcasts around animal welfare is going to help a great number of animals uh-huh. because they'll get in touch, they'll begin to see, they'll begin to think. They'll come across a website so yes you're doing it right now you know it's an interesting thing when I set intention on a specific conversation I was telling you earlier that since I started I have a I'm speaking with a vegan advocate activist uh, in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and all these people showing up on my on my show are vegans and so um with this conversation coming up uh, to us um coming up to me I've had uh, a couple of stories around rescuing dogs that have come across my, you know, line of sight that normally I wouldn't have even noticed. And now, mm. I, I mean, not that I wouldn't notice them, but they just aren't coming through my line of sight. And one was um, a Facebook article or a Facebook post about these. There's a place you can go in Canada to rent to go and learn, and go dog sledding. You can basically oh, yeah. go and yeah, yeah. you know for an hour go Wonderful. dog sledding, mm. which is awesome. But the, this uh, couple were there and they were waiting their turn and they heard all these dogs barking and they thought it was you know, the dogs coming back from dog sleds and they went up between the trees mm. and saw literally hundreds of dogs 
tied to a stake, each oh, one of them, with an eight-foot circle that they could run around in their own feces, and their water cans oh, were empty, oh. and their all these hor- and I, like it was. Mm. On the one hand, I you know I obviously I felt terrible for those dogs, especially because they're they're. Their like purpose yeah. is to run, yeah. and yeah. so. But when she, when they held up the can, you know, they had their phone and they were videotaping it. It was beyond farther than you could see the dogs. No. I mean, like no. hundreds. And so, luckily, no. through that effort, that went up, they reported it to their local um, animal protection service, and it went global. And so, those dogs oh, are all being rehomed, are all being taken care of, which is the no, beautiful fantastic. part of the story. So they took no. the action, and sometimes we're afraid to do that, and. And what I love about what I, I don't love that those animals were hurt, but what I love about the story is that's the power of social media for one. But also, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It opened mm-hmm. up a conversation with my teenage son and I because I was telling him about it. And he's, and I loved this thing that he said. He said, you know, mom, I, I think I understand that sometimes people do horrible things to animals. But what I don't understand is that the people who worked there went there every day and saw it. Yeah. And all, so it's not just that one person thought it was bad. Or was doing something that was awful. Yeah. Like people were, there was a community of people doing that. And yeah. so um, I love, I, I like that. Um, well, you, you think of the, you know, yeah. the concentration camps. I mean, it's exactly. just. We, exactly. And maybe they felt, well, at least I'm coming and I'll pat the dog. And, and you get, right. I think you can, you can sort of um, you know, hypnotize yourself into thinking, well, right. I can't do anything and I'm doing all I can. And at least I'm sort of doing this. And, right. um but, but it is a phenomenon. Yeah. It's an extraordinary phenomenon. Yeah. And I and I get that that there's many many different situations in the world where people are you know rationalizing what they're doing because of whatever the if I don't do it my family will suffer or if I don't do it I can't exactly. feed people. So there's always that we do that. But I guess what my point was is that um, by opening our own conscious to conscience to talking about to looking at these things to some degree helps us to have the conversations with our children and teach them yes. compassion yes. in a way that, yeah. you know, we might not have the stories to tell because they don't exist in our in- immediate environment. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. If, if they're not experienced, if they haven't experienced those kinds of things, right. how do they know? And yes. Just no, bringing I awareness to the next generation, you know, and Absolutely, then yeah. another one we, that, that really blindsided me mainly because of my own reaction is that, so there's a, um, an Instagram site called the Puppy Rescue Mission, and they rescue dogs from Afghanistan. So soldiers, American soldiers. That I, are... Yes, I know about them. Okay. They're great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I see that. I see that. I'm like, oh, cute dog. There's this particular one, though, that <laughs> like just completely yeah, stole yeah. my heart. And I have this, yeah. you know, I, I want to do a lot of traveling. So I don't know, you know, I have this in my head that I'm, okay, don't take in any more animals because you're going to be traveling. <laughs> But that particular one, his name is Lucky. So anyone who wants to go check him out, it's a gold. It looks he looks like a golden retriever, and that's the other thing I was surprised about. So many of these animals look like purebred yeah. or nearly purebred. You know, not like what I expected. And right. he particularly had his ears cut off. Someone was oh, torturing him, yeah. and yeah. and I'm and like he, some reason that particular one like opened wide. My yeah. my my desire to help animals, you know what I mean. So well, it does yeah. somehow. And also, I notice as I you know go along this journey, there there are particular animals. And I mean, you you asked we are we, just to come back to the beginning in terms of like dogs and versus cats. I think one of the reasons. I mean, I love all animals, but I uh-huh. think one of the reasons why I'm not I don't focus on cats is because they 
are my sort of real, true heart love connection. Um, ah. it's, I mean, I, I adore dogs and I'm, it says nothing, but there is something about that. And I, I found when I was in Greece recently, it was very painful to see, um, the, you know, the stray cats. And I have, as I said, just, just helped three cats, but <sighs> there, but, but, but there are particular, you know, there was Vucho and then there were along the way, there have been other individual animals uh-huh. that have climbed into my heart and soul, right. both dogs and cats. In fact, there right. is a Greek dog that, that I rescued, um, and I've just found out that the home in England for a year is, is not okay. It's in fact, it's really oh. not an okay home, and I need to. F- and I'm just—I just heard that yesterday, and oh, it's devastating no. to me because I—I bonded with that dog. I actually right. met that dog in Greece, and this. There are those individual souls who I think open us up or, or keep us keep us open and compassionate and remind us. Um, I actually think that there's a great dog soul. That's what I, maybe it's a way of making myself feel better, but I try to remind myself and others that even if you help just one dog, uh-huh. you're helping the great dog soul oh. or one cat, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, animals oh. are so much more sort of connected on a wider sort of sense, you know, energetic plane than many of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's true. I don't know. Well, I mean, my own dog, I have a golden retriever named Franny. She's 13 and a half and she's having, you know, a variety of health struggles right now. And I'm a baby about that. I'm a baby yeah. about oh, I know. watching people suffer. I, I watched my mom die and it was just uh, so hard mm. to see her deteriorate. Mm. And so I'm like, mm. Why are why do I why would I have pets when I'll have to watch this multiple times, you know? And so Well, I I'm you know, my cat is, you know, in, in only seven years old, but I am I sort of live in slight dread of <laughs> the you know, of something happening to him or when the time comes. And right. I think you know, I've really I need to because I'll be a I'll I'll be an absolute mess. I know. I mean. <laughs> and and so I think part of it is that she's been, you know, uh, she's been oh. a lot more sleepy mm. and having some issues. We we got that, you know, resolved. Mm. But I think seeing Lucky, a golden retriever, laying in, you know, the sand in Afghanistan with, you know, his the damage that's mm. been done to him, what mm. that did for me, besides fall in love with him and for a, a split second, ask, think about maybe adopting him, which I know is not really what I need to do right now um, because I, I can't bring another dog home right now uh, with life. But I did, it made me really change with Franny. I'm just like engaging with her so much more and putting myself on the floor with her and being in her space more. Great, and so great. I feel like yeah. that was his job was to remind me that yeah, right there exactly. in my living room is a dog laying that needs a hug more than I'm giving exactly. her. Exactly. I'm both embarrassed a little bit, feel a little bit ashamed that I wasn't giving her more hugs because she's well. No, no. I mean, because animals seem quite self sufficient. It's like you know, and they don't, they don't, they don't ask. You know, she's so happy. She's she's been (laughs) wagging her tail more and coming to me more. Mm, You know, and I'm so grateful for that that one dog to give me to remind me of that. So, I think uh, the point of all that was. To keep paying attention, you know, because sometimes they're they're going to give us a message that we don't realize we yeah. need to hear, you know. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I think there is, well, there's just, there's, I mean, there's so much that, that they do and can be done. And, and I mean, this sounds like it's going to sound like a bit of a strange segue, but I, one little project that I was very minimally involved in helping get off the ground was, is 
So uh, there's a woman who runs a charity uh, in Bosnia. She's English. It's it's for um, people with post-traumatic stress disorder. They work with horses and so on. But uh-huh. she has set up a project which is going to be training stray puppies to work with children with disabilities oh. in Bosnia. Now, oh. I'm thinking if if anything's going to change the cultural view about dogs being vermin, it's this kind of project you know oh. that that can show you know what incredible work as we as you and i know that dogs can do um you know f- as as therapy dogs and so uh, this there really is just i mean i actually think you know in some ways dogs are sort of more enlightened souls than we are and and they've mm-hmm. come here to teach us i mean right. and I, I i feel that sometimes i really do uh if I think of it in a kind of larger way, it's mm-hmm. I don't see them any I don't see them in any they're no, any kind of hierarchical way in terms of value of anything. Yeah, they are our teachers. So your situation with Lucky feels very much like that. He is he is your teacher, and hopefully somebody's going to listen to this show and go. Hmm. Let me go have a look at Lucky. I know. I really hope that somebody has already <laughs> found him. If not. That this yeah. will do. This will be the the ticket for him because he's just beautiful, and he's mm. he's had so much like horrible things. He's just been mistreated, yeah. and they say he's a completely gentle soul, and you can yeah. see it in the picture. You know, he's just yeah. amazing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will. I'm sure. Is there a way that we can help this uh, woman who's doing the therapy dog work? Can we share her information? Yes, I can. I mean, I'm not sure what stage. I think it's very. It's early. They managed to get the funding through through somebody I know, which was fantastic, and a few other people. And I'm not sure what further degree of support they need. Okay. Um, but but I'm sure there is, and I, I will find out. And okay. I will I will let you know, and then you can. I mean, I'll I'll, we'll share I'll that ask it in the next okay. couple of days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Because I think that's a that is. I mean, it's a. It was a very. It's taken years to sort of really to get going and it, it is I'm sure it's not going to be an easy it's not going to be plain sailing and it hasn't been to this point um, just even getting you know the sort of permits on the ground and it's been like, uh, possible um, so yes definitely I will get information to you so I think that's the yeah, kind of thing that's yeah. the kind of thing to keep sharing mm, and on your yeah. site then how often do you have new animals available oh Right at this moment, I can put you in touch with about 500 needing homes. Desperately. Are you serious? Right I'm now? I'm not serious. Oh my God. I am serious. I mean, right now. There are 350 dogs at Prinyavo Shelter, but the Barkok Shelter, which I have helped set up and, and do a lot for. Um, I know a woman who has, you know, 30 cats that desperately need homes. I know another rescuer who's got well over 100 dogs need, that are off the streets but in pensions which is not a good place for a dog to stay I know another group in in Zenitia which has at least 300 dogs so I I mean when I say those numbers I think people start switching off because it's too much so you have to I mean we uh, the thing to do is to just go and I mean if people know me and say look I am looking for, I'd love to rescue a Bosnian dog and I'm looking for a small female dog I mean we we can't generally say what the behavior is going to be like. People have to be willing to work with behavior issues okay. um, because they do sometimes arise, even if they don't show up uh, even on rescue. Uh-huh. But they have to be, you know, in it for the long run and to to 
just be available for that. But if there are some specific kind of preferences, uh-huh. and I know about those, you know, uh, for example, I am in touch with a with a German Shepherd Rescue Organization in England that will generally take any German Shepherd that we can find. So that's fantastic. Oh. We do have to, we do have to fundraise for it, but it it does mean that they will take and home them. Um, yes, it's just join the groups and keep a lookout. But yes, there are hundreds of them. I can <laughs> just hundreds. That's oh, incredible. God. I had no, I didn't realize that it was. Yeah. Yeah, that there's that many just sitting there waiting. Just sitting waiting. There's okay. one beautiful uh, dog that I just posted up today that is uh, has a, a kind of a fawn-colored, um, fawn and white collie type. Uh, obviously got a bit of collie in her. Very sweet two, female waiting for two years. Two years? I see her. She's yeah. adorable. She's so Foxy. adorable. Yes, yes. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there you go, you know. Um, and she's just one of… Of 500. The hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just but, saw, I mean, I think… Yeah. 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 I mean, I think oh. what's what I have discovered in my process with getting dogs adopted is somebody… You, even if it's by one photograph, you have… The doctor has to fall in love with the dog. Right. Right. So you can't just say, well, I'm just going to rescue a dog. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not going to just, I think it's like you and Lucky or you, you know. So you might go, hmm, I am, you know, in the, looking for, for a dog. But look at the photographs. Cause I, the, the key to the successful adoption is that bonding, even if it happens. And, and generally it's all happening just by a photograph or a video. Right. Is bond, you, if you feel that bond and you feel yourself keep returning, um, to a dog, uh-huh. and you're looking for a dog to to adopt, then go for that one. Uh, that that's what I've seen has created successful adoption. Does um is there a place to look at all of the ones available, like picture by picture, or is it really? I, I, it's and sadly it's a bit chaotic because okay. there's so many different rescuers. But I can. Um, there are there's certainly a couple of places where photographs will be continually uploaded and, okay. and you can have a look unfortunately there isn't I haven't found a way to <laughs> to kind of create a database of all okay. the animals that I'm in touch with now if, if but, someone but there were, are a couple of groups uh, if someone were wanting to help with that that like as their way of helping is that something you could use a person Absolutely. to help manage that data? Absolutely. Okay. There, we have that Absolutely. out there. That's another way to yeah. volunteer where you're not, if you're not ready to take a dog into your home, um, but you want to serve, that's a great way to yeah. do it. Must because, have very, basically exceptional Facebook skills. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that's where the database happens. Okay. That would be unlike yeah. me because I, I mean, me could yeah, 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 I could set up a like a WordPress website as well, but you've got to then be on Facebook and being in touch. Go okay, like somebody's actually adopted that dog or that right. dog. So it needs a lot of it needs to be able to navigate that because all of the work really is done via Facebook. Right, it's a lot of logistics to be. Yeah, uh, but still, but if somebody, somebody is yeah. skilled in social media, certainly right. and has has time on their hands, um, for right. sure, it's a great way to serve. I'm real. I mean, it's yeah. valuable because you're right. That picture, oh, valuable. That picture yeah. of Lucky, I cannot get it. I mean, I keep going back to it. I've got it saved as a favorite on Instagram. I keep going back to it. He just will not leave me alone. And I, no, I yes. kind of love He's him He's going to find a place. Yeah. yeah. yeah I what can't. I would love for him is to find a home somehow with somebody who knows of you and can say, right. hey, guess who's here with me? That's what I would oh, like for him. I know. Actually, I'll, yeah. I'll share this episode with that um, group. And if they want to 
you know, if, so they can hear that we're trying. I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. And I think that's the other thing is, you know, people put aside or forget that moral support of the rescues on the ground right. counts for an enormous amount. Because especially, well, not especially, I mean, imagine not in Afghanistan, it's the same. But in Bosnia, these young women, for the most part, who or not just, but, but, but people who, I, you know, they, they're facing horrors every day. Right. And just, you know, they'll post up something. And if nobody comments on it or even just puts a like, right. they just feel desperate so um all the rescuers male and female they just they need moral support and that helps them keep going so that's something else if you feel that you can just you know go on and share appreciation and share share that helps and a few words on a post saying what a beautiful dog and going to see if i can share that that helps the rescue go okay i'm not alone because they feel alone out there wow that's really a great tip a great piece of information Mm -hmm. because if i think anytime if this is if for if it's pulling at your heart say something even if you can't take the dog even if you aren't in a position to rescue say something right say something and I admire and applaud you, you know, what you do and whatever it is, say right. something. It, That's it really means great. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I totally get that. It, but I don't it, think, it, I didn't think of it. I wasn't doing yeah. it. That's good. It goes too. a long way. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do they ever share their stories like, uh, like so that we can get to know them, the people? Or they, do they prefer privacy just for Well, they, they vary. I, I mean, uh, Actually, they do. I mean, I know one young rescuer who's, who's, you know, you you do if you follow her profile, you you really get a feeling for who she is, okay, and what she's been through. Um, and I know Boyan, who I help at in Prinjevo Barkok Shelter. I mean, we know, you know, he shares a little bit about, you know, what happened in the war, but it's it. It's, it's hard. It's painful. And I okay. think partly there's just no time. I know with right. Boyan, I mean, he's actually an IT specialist who's now heading up this shelter for 350 dogs. And oh, there's gosh. just, there's no, there's no time to, to say anything about himself. Right. And really he's like saying it's the dogs. It's, and I, I do try to point out to him and others that, you know, people follow people. So it is important to share a bit about yourself. Right. Um, so they do. Some of them do, you know. And you'll, if you ask, I think I think many of them will. But okay. I think if, if you don't see that, it's probably just because they haven't got the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I see lots mm. of ways we can help, which is great. Mm. For sure. Amazing. Absolutely. Oh, there are so many, and they 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 really don't have to take up a lot of time. You know, five minutes of just commenting on something. Right. That's five minutes. You know. Right. Yeah. Ah, well, this has mm. been really educational and a little heart wrenching, but mostly heart warming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, that I think the thing to take happening. away is that you that you can do something, and just yes. doing actually, it's it's actually I don't know if you know you know whether this is apocryphal or not, but the Dalai Lama who says he helps others because it helps him, yes. and actually t- to help a little is going to help you. Um, so this feeling, this painful feeling, will go away. If you help a little bit, right, and and it's, so it's actually selfish, <laughs> yeah. It's, but it 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 does it if if you know that you can, you've just done a little bit. It doesn't have to save the world, but just done right. one, you know, donated five euros or something. You've done something, you know. It's it's and that actually helps you. It helps us. It's the yeah. ripple effect too. You exactly. Know, every little bit. And I, the other really important thing I learned from this is. That I I think I always was thinking, oh, I just have to be, if I can't take in an animal, then there's nothing I can do. 
but mm-hmm. really there's so much that there is oh well i mean purely I I mean, money I, purely exactly. money is I've, helpful <laughs> Exactly. Purely money is, is, is actually about 80% of it. Right. Um, and, you know, I've not taken, I, I had Ronan, my, you know, abandoned Irish cat before all of this started, and I've not taken in another animal for all kinds of reasons. But mm-hmm. so, yes, there is so much that, and I, you know, I don't have the financial means to, to, to help, but I, through just fundraising and sharing and, and so on, so much has been done. So that it's right. an, you do not have to take in an animal. You do not have to do that. Right. So that's really good. No. That's Yeah, that's a yeah. mindset shift for me because I thought, well, yeah. what can I do if I can't take in one? Exactly. What, what can I really exactly. do? And I sure. can't go to – Especially if you fall yeah. in love with one. You go, right. oh, God, you know. I know. Well, I can't – yeah, I know. Oh, yes. That's, that's one tough. of the reasons I don't go to the uh, um, Humane Society oh, shelters here very no, often because I um, – I no, end up sitting on the that. floor and having, you know, really strong relationship bonding moments yeah. with each of the dogs. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, yeah. I have to go. And then looking in their eyes, it's just. Uh, oh, it's, it's, I, I couldn't do what the rescues do on the ground. Right, I, right. I can only do it through the shield of my computer screen, <laughs> you know, just going to some of these countries, like going to Greece, which I had a wonderful time, but it was painful because right. of the cats. So oh. it is, yeah, no, we, we, I think shield us because if you can't, taking another animal you can't it's just simple and but there are things you can do yeah well thank you so much for sharing your personal story and giving us all ways that we can contribute you know whatever you're so welcome even the tiniest bit and it's always great talking with you and i look forward to um catching up again so before we go though tell us again your facebook site so everybody knows so uh, there are two. There's a page. It's AWAB, which is AWAB is what I call it, Animal Welfare Advocates for Bosnia. So if you type that into Facebook, there is a private group, which if you join, I can accept you into. And there is a Facebook page. And then there's also the Bark Arc, which is a group devoted to this one sh- particular shelter. But if you go to the Animal Welfare Advocates for Bosnia, um, that will put you in touch with other rescuers and uh, other other animals as well, okay. cat rescues and so on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for your time again. It's been just it's an so absolute welcome. pleasure. Yeah, me too. All right. Bye. Yeah, lots of love. Bye. Bye. Okay, true story. It took me a while to shake off the image of Vutro and what happened to him. Just can barely take that. But what I came away from this with is definitely ways that I can help. And if you didn't catch them all, let me remind you what they are. The first one is obviously providing a forever home for animals that are in the rescue system. The second is donating money to help with veterinary transport and food. The third is to comment on the sites, comment on the pictures, thank the workers on the ground for the work that they're doing to save animals around the world. The next is if you travel frequently between countries, Help be a transporter and get animals from point A to point B to their forever home. Share their pictures, share the stories on your own social media, and definitely, definitely report abuse. And we have it. if we have any listeners out there who can help with the website or the photo directory, please reach out to Sandra and let her know because we always want to help. Thanks for listening, everyone. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, 
be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.